Today we are visiting with Lennon, who is a family therapist intern. She has a lot of great information for us on perinatal mental health and adjusting to pregnancy or motherhood. Lennon teaches us how to recognize when your baby blues are more than just the baby blues and what to do about it. Welcome back to the Motherful Podcast. Our guest today is Lennon, and um, we are so excited to have her here with us. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, and <laughs> so we are going to skip our original, um, what did we call it, Nicole, the highlight of the week? Yeah, our highlight of the week and our... Um... Our, our week in review, that's what we call it. We don't even know our own podcast. <laughs> that's, that's postpartum for you right there, <laughs> for me at least. <laughs> um, yeah, we had technical difficulties recording our week in review, and it didn't, um, it didn't say right. So we're just skipping the week in review for this week, and we'll just go straight to our conversation with Lennon. Um, however lucky for you guys. <laughs> we had already talked about recording a second episode with Lennon because she just had so much information and it's it's all really good information that we didn't want to cut anything out and so I think we're going to have her back on again um maybe in a few weeks and so we'll do we'll do her week in review and everything then so you can still get to know her and have that fun part. But for now, mom, do you want to just read her bio really quick so they know a little bit about her and then we'll just cut straight to our conversation. Okay. Lennon is a therapist intern and mother who doubles as an organizational wizard, tap dance enthusiast, and the undisputed queen of finding hidden gems on Facebook Marketplace. Welcome, Lennon. <laughs> okay. So Lennon, why don't you introduce um, yourself in a little bit more depth and what kind of what you do um, for work? Right? Are you you're working, right? And you're graduated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, working, finishing up grad school. So okay. a, a little bit more about me. Uh, I I'm married. We just had one son who is ten months old, which is uh, crazy to say. Uh, <laughs> I know the feeling. Yep. <laughs> Time really does fly. Um, and then yeah, currently finishing up grad school to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. And then right now I work as an intern, uh, seeing clients in person and over telehealth at Breakthrough Therapy here in St. George. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I have to ask really quick, what is perinatal? Is that, does hey, that encompass prenatal and postnatal? This, this is a perfect question. Yeah, okay. perinatal mental health, um, uh, kind of a... I'll give you the whole backstory, right? Uh, so, Perfect. right, having my son is really what sparked uh, this interest professionally, right? I had, you know, I had a baby right in the middle of grad school, which I, I do not recommend to people, but uh, <laughs> I am proof that you can survive that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, perinatal mental health, it just encompasses like, uh, right, uh, pregnancy, you know, during birth, and then the year after birth. So postpartum. Okay. So, so it's just, just everything. Kind of, yeah, it's like the mental well being of, of, you know, you as a 
as a woman, you know, during that time period. Okay, perfect. Because a lot of times during that, right, like uh, conditions or right mental health concerns come up that are not what you would experience uh, in any other time during that period. Like it's mm-hmm. only what you experience, like like postpartum depression, for example, mm-hmm. right? That usually people are are kind of more familiar with, right? Just like you know, that, that adjustment shock <laughs> that, yeah. that every mother goes through. Um, and, and that doesn't include, you know, uh, being a marriage and family therapist, right? I, I work with not just the individual, but with the whole family, right? It, you know, mm-hmm. you as a, as a couple, like uh, adjusting to that together, right? It's not just, uh, you know, the, the woman <laughs> who's, who's adjusting to everything. And, yeah. and again, this, this also just came about through through my own experience, right? As a mother, and you know, when I first became pregnant as a you know expecting first time mom, like it was very uh, nerve wracking and kind of diving headfirst into this uh, community and and not having mm-hmm. a clue about what I was doing, and then you know you just get uh, you get thrown right in, right? Just exposed to super, you know, advice saturated, you know, like those mommy accounts and, and all these coaching programs that they're like, Hey, pay hundreds of dollars and, and you'll know exactly how to, how to raise your child. You'll know exactly how to, you know, train your baby to never have any problems. And (laughs) your baby will sleep through the night perfectly for the rest of their life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right and, and then by by doing so like you're you're taking away you know a lot of these programs because they not maybe that it's its intention but you know it, it kind of causes you know shame if you don't do it exactly right the way mm-hmm. they tell you to do like you know yep. this is the only way to be a mom and to mother your child like that's yeah. just not the case otherwise just like you were asking about you know books about toddlers like uh, I could name 20 books about <laughs> raising toddlers off the top of my head and guess what you're gonna get 20 different ways <laughs> to mm-hmm. raise a toddler like and, and how to and how to treat them and and, and interact with them yeah and, and so yeah that's kind of what really you know uh, yeah. sparked my interest and and maybe a little you know a fire underneath there as well because uh just you know lacking that confidence at that time in my life like not feeling yes. like I could, you know not feeling like I could make my own decision or even know how to make a decision for myself like I yeah. didn't know the process like I, I didn't feel like I really had that you know critical thinking because yeah. you know during that time period like there is so much anxiety and there is so many, you know, different things going on. Like you don't know, am I crazy or is this normal? Yes. And sometimes, right, the answer, especially during pregnancy and postpartum is that, hey, you are crazy. And guess what? It also is normal. Like, (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. This makes me so excited that you're on here and that you like offered to like share all your knowledge because this is exactly why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place because I was going through that having my first baby and like you just get bombarded with so much information and so much advice even when you don't want it 
and, and you have no idea what you're doing when you're doing it for the first time. And you're like, how do I take care of this child? And yeah, we just, we just needed a place where, you know, we could figure it out <laughs> on our own without, <laughs> without all the advice. And well, all the... <laughs> well, except for the grandma advice. I mean, right. Yes. That's always right. Well, <laughs> yes. I guess I should say without all of the social media influence that that was the hardest part for me when you were talking about that I was like I was trying to think back to when I was pregnant with my first and like what kind of advice I got and it was really advice when I had my baby shower like all the aunts and the aunties and you know the grandmas and stuff they mm -hmm. were all there giving their advice I think that was probably a game we played or something like that and then other than that it was like just people at church after mm -hmm. I had the baby How's it going. Oh, she's, you know, spitting up all the time. Oh, well, try this. Like there wasn't a lot of that for me. So um, yeah. it's kind of hard it's... for me to relate to the over information load. Yeah. It's a but, different world now. But, and also, you know, that was 28 years ago. So your memory kind of covers up a lot of the feelings that you had. But <laughs> I do have some, some memories of some of those feelings. So I'm anxious to hear if that, what I felt was actually, yeah, part of this perinatal mental health. So thanks for being here, Lennon. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Um, okay. Do you want to just dive right in? Yeah. So just to, uh, again, to explain, uh, perinatal mental health, uh, just because it is a little, right. You're like, what does that encompass? And the great thing is that it encompasses yeah. almost all of it, right? Like yeah. it, it does include that, that pregnancy period. Right. And, and then, uh, postpartum uh, up to that year mark, which, you know, I lovingly say to my clients, like, it should just continue the rest of your child's life. Like, that should, the whole thing should just be, you know, even honestly, if I'm feeling yeah, that like, right now. <laughs> like, my toddler is way harder than my newborn. <laughs> yeah. Like, even if your kid is 60 years old, like, you should be able to consider that yeah. postpartum. I sometimes have postpartum uh, depression about my 20 year olds, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, it, it's the truth. Like, uh, but just you know, understanding that in, in general, like, while on the one hand there is so much information out there, there is also because there is so much information, you know, it leaves moms kind of in the state of like, am I just having a hard time adjusting to this, or right, is this just being a mom and this is what it's like? Or is this something more? And that can be a hard distinction, mm -hmm. especially because for first-time moms in particular, because it's, hey, I, I've never experienced this before. Like I've never, I've never felt mm -hmm. any of these feelings. Like I, I've never had any of these changes to my body. Like, right, you're growing a, a whole new human <laughs> inside of you, and and so right, like being able to distinguish, mm -hmm. like. Hey, is this just uh, uh, normal, or, or is it something more that I I should look into, right, and, and seek out some uh, additional help? And so we're all familiar. I think most people are familiar with you know 
talking about postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, you know, after the fact of having the baby, but some that are less common, right, that people don't think about is the fact that you can have depression and anxiety come up during pregnancy, during. Uh, right? Especially anxiety, like, you know, having concerns and being able to gauge, again, that balance of, is this just a normal concern for my child or is this something more? And so some of the less lesser known ones, right, it would include that. The other thing is, you know, my office's kind of area of expertise is OCD. And so a lot of times people with OCD will experience like postpartum OCD where it starts to those intrusive thoughts center around the baby. And, and, and this is where it kind of, you know, this is where it gets into like that scary area that I think where not a lot of moms want to talk about, but right, like the fear of intrusive thoughts of harming your baby, or mm -hmm. it, it, that's another symptom in like postpartum depression, where it, they be, it becomes so intense that they can't, you know, you can't stop it. And now you're thinking about it, you know, more hours in the day than not, like it's not just popping up in your mind, but you know, you can't get it to stop. And so some of that, right, like PTSD associated with birth, right? There's plenty of people that have experienced, you know, traumatic births and kind of overcoming that while also, you know, trying to take care of your baby who's constantly reminding you of that experience oh, uh, because it happened with them. Uh, and then also just, you know, panic disorders associated with, you know, pregnancy and uh, postpartum, like, who hasn't experienced some symptoms of panic right. and thinking about, you know, the impending birth of your child. And, yeah. <laughs> and then just adjustment. It might not be postpartum depression, but it, it might just be the fact that you're having difficulty adjusting, you know, to the new addition to your family. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to use my own personal experience in pregnancy, like as yeah. someone who I myself have high levels of just anxiety that comes naturally. So, of course, during pregnancy, you know, I, I did experience some of these these things, right? So some of it is just uh, panic, like uncontrollable concerns. And then, you know, things you'd notice is like missing more work than than normal for a, a, a pregnant woman. Like you're going to miss it, especially during the stages where you're nauseous, but missing it out of, right, maybe fear of getting into the car because something might happen. And, yeah. and all these things that would be marked by, hey, this is, this is impacting, you know, your daily functioning, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of that not showing up at work or I can't do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then with, you know, depression, whether it's, you know, during pregnancy or, or postpartum, right? It's kind of what you would see in, in kind of normal, you know, criteria for depression, right? Lack of interest, where you just don't feel like you want to do the activities you normally do. Mm -hmm. Like where you just kind of feel like, you know, like numb or dissociated from everyone else, right? Like you can't sleep. I mean... The famous phrase of sleep when the baby sleeps. I don't think anyone does that. Uh, <laughs> no. But, 
which I say, uh, you know, I saw a video where it's like, oh, yes, and I just do the dishes when the baby does the dishes, and I do the laundry when the baby does the laundry, like, uh, you know, but uh, difficulty more so than you would experience, again, like with a newborn, you don't get much sleep, but it would be noticeably different. Okay. Uh, Surely, I'm sure you have experience, like in the two weeks... (laughs) after you had birth, right? Like, uh, what was it kind of like uh, for you? Just like the range, your range of emotions with either uh, Finley or your other daughter. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The two weeks after I would say the first, so my first baby, I feel like my anxiety was more during, um, my pregnancy. Um, than postpartum. And I, but I say that because I didn't realize it until after I had her. And I think I've talked about this before on other episodes. I think it was more season one that we brought this up. Um, Uh so it was, it was quite a while ago, but, um, I, I wanted to mention really quick hearing you read off all of these different like symptoms and all of the different, um, disorders and stuff. It's, it was crazy to me, like how much of it resonated with me. (laughs) <laughs> because I I don't consider myself one to be like, oh, yeah, I had postpartum depression or I had prenatal anxiety or whatever. And I know mm-hmm. I know now that I, I was very anxious, but I, I don't consider it to be like I needed to go, you know, get treatment or like seek like a lot of help for it. Um, mm-hmm. But but it kind of validates all those feelings yeah, that you it had. does. It does. And it yeah. it's crazy just how common these are um because as she was listing them off i'm like oh that sounds familiar oh that sounds familiar oh yeah but i also experienced that and, and this is really common right like the statistics on it is this is one in five women like and i i would even lot. argue like... that it might be more than that and people just don't realize because i'm one mm-hmm. of those people that didn't realize and until after the fact so th- sorry that's where i was going with this is when i when I was pregnant, it was, I was very anxious with my first, um, and I didn't realize it until after I had her. And then every month that would go by, I'd be like, wait, I, I think I feel like I'm back to normal now like that. I was pretty anxious and now I'm starting to feel better. And then like another month would go by and I'd be like, wait, no, this is, this is feeling a lot more normal now. <laughs> and then another month and I'd be like, wait, now I feel like I'm normal. This is crazy. <laughs> but with my second, the postpartum was much harder than the than the pregnancy because I think I had Mm. experienced the pregnancy before and I kind of knew you know like my birth was great with my first and so there wasn't quite the same amount of anxiety around the birth and so my whole pregnancy like I was exhausted and it was hard um but the anxiety wasn't there because I had done it before but I had never had two kids before and so Mm. now having two kids is like a whole new ball game. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm anxious about my two-year-old slapping my baby. And I'm anxious about being able to get enough sleep when I have to wake up with the newborn in the middle of the night and then wake up with the toddler in the morning. And so there's just like this whole new range of experiences having two kids for me where it's like, yeah. Anyways, that was a very roundabout answer yeah. to your question of what the postpartum was. No, like that for was me. great. I think I think you perfectly pointed out that it's not going to be the same 
you know, with every pregnancy and every kid, like Mm -hmm. your body is going to like, right. You're going to experience different hormones. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm trained in all this stuff, Nicole. And five days after, you know, giving birth, I, I made like what I considered an emergency appointment. I called my therapist who I probably hadn't gone to in a year. And I just walk in and I look him in the face and said, am I okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> and he just looked me dead in the eye and said, no, of course you're not. Like, <laughs> you just you had just a had- baby. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you just had a baby. Of course you're not okay. Like, yeah. what do you think? Like, he he goes... <laughs> Within the span of, of two days, he's like, you're experiencing every human emotion there is to experience. That's, that's like, a really good way to put it. I really agree with that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I was going to say when Nicole, um, Nicole asked me today if um, I had any of those postpartum feelings or periods. And um, OK, so disclaimer Nicole was born 28 years ago, and then my youngest was born 20 years ago. So there is still that memory thing. (laughs) But (laughs) I think that with the first, I was just like, kind of just had insecurities about everything. And we really didn't talk about postpartum depression much then. We didn't talk about anxiety then. And so I may have had those feelings, but I just kind of pushed them aside. And then you know, when the baby came, then it was just like, oh, am I doing this right? It was just insecurities. Then mm-hmm. like the second and third babies, um, those were a little bit more challenging. And I think I probably did have some uh, feelings of postpartum depression. I remembered that I um, I didn't really enjoy those first couple of months of having a newborn. And I know a lot of people just really, really love, a lot of women just love the newborn phase. And I didn't, I never have, except for with Nicole's babies. (laughs) That's so interesting. Well, oh, I thought you were going to say except for with Nicole, because I loved the newborn phase with Finley. And I thought I was a newborn mom. And having a second, I am not a newborn mom. I'm like, <laughs> please just be three months old already. I'm like counting down the weeks. I'm right. Like, oh, I, I think we're almost all six weeks. spirits here because I too did not like 10 months is a, is a sweet spot. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh, it new, really newborn is. Newborn was hard. No, 10 months is perfect because they can't walk and they can't get into stuff. <laughs> they can't talk back to you. <laughs> but they're, they're so expressive is- and they're just so happy to see you. And- yeah. 10 months is the golden age for sure. You're, you're right in that sweet spot right now. So enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> so I think I might have had just, you know, minimal postpartum depression, but since we didn't talk about it, I didn't really think about it. And I probably just thought I was exhausted and having a hard time as a mom. That's probably all it was. Yeah. But, um, which is probably what everybody feels. Yeah, I know. Like that is normal. It is normal. Yeah. But I think what's important to know is when it's beyond normal, like some, when your symptoms are beyond the normal symptoms or the normal feeling. Oh, for sure. Right. I mean, the most you know, the most important part that I always like stress to people is, hey, you don't have to have this happening to you, right? Like, and, but it's also okay if it is, 
Yeah. Like whether mm-hmm. it's postpartum depression, whether it's just baby blues, like your mood is going to be changing so much. Like my therapist said, you're, you're going to feel every human emotion, like mm-hmm. in the span of two days and, and two weeks. Like, you know, you make a good point of like, right, identifying when is it I need to, you know, reach out to someone. And my answer to that is just do it. whether or not you think you know oh this is just normal if you feel a sense of hey I'm struggling hey if there's if there's something you can do right like when we talk about treatment I think it makes it sound a little scarier than it is right it makes it sound like that's what I was gonna ask next yeah like what what are the mm -hmm. options as far as reaching out Right. So that can look like, and this comes back to my, my point of, uh, right, using your own critical thinking as a mom to have your own autonomy to make your own decisions, right? Like, what is the right choice Mm. for me? Like, that what's going to work for me is definitely not going to work, you know, for someone else, given their background, like, right for some people that is support groups or online support groups and right just like this podcast does like I want to hear some like-minded people or people who are also going through these things right and I just want to hear like oh I I go through that too or I feel that too like there's power in that like it it can Mm -hmm. be very powerful to have someone look you in the eye and say hey I get it I feel that too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I don't know exactly how you yep. feel, but but I feel that, and it's hard, right? Like sometimes people just yeah. need that, and so again, that is why we started this podcast <laughs> to be a to be a podcast support group. Yeah, for, right, exactly. For other moms who need that, you know. <laughs> and right, the other thing is, uh, while sometimes it can cause a little distress, like utilizing the the internet right to to kind of psychoeducate yourself on right what do i look out for right like familiarizing yourself with those mm-hmm. you know things just to just to make sure right just to be like hey oh you know what i, I read this and i think that's what's happening to me and so right like mm-hmm. one course is yeah. you schedule an appointment with someone like me right you you look up you know, some on psychology today or wherever you find yourself a therapist who, you know, looks like a good fit for you and, and you reach out to them and, and you make an appointment, right? That, that gives you another, you know, outlet to kind of, you know, talk through some of these things you're experiencing, right? And, and give mm-hmm. you that chance to, you know, especially, you know, having a baby can be very isolating for people, Right. Like there's a lot of moms that, especially in the beginning, like uh, they don't want to go out because, you know, of course, they don't want to get their baby sick. And so they don't want to go to support groups. They don't want to go meet a bunch of new people, Uh, especially if you're Mm -hmm. feeling right. Like if you're having those feelings of, you know, loss of interest and you don't you're not wanting to do anything like you're you're not going to reach out to people like or at least a lot of people. Right. That sounds like. A torture for some for some moms right like they don't want to go to they mm-hmm. don't want to go to the mommy play groups like that sounds awful to them yeah the other thing is 
and, and I put this in my notes in bold because you have to, have to, have to, have to do this. And that is carve out time for yourself. Prioritizing, you know, getting in that practice and that habit of even in the newborn stage, right? Like you need that hour or you need, you know, whatever it looks like. like Which that is yeah. so hard. It is. Especially having two. Like I remember having my first and people, you know, people would say like, man, I don't even have time to shower. Or like, I don't have time to do this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I shower every day still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do not shower every day with a second baby. <laughs> I, I don't even know when the last time is I showered, to be honest. Like, it, it'll be like three or four days. I'm like, oh, shoot, I haven't showered in a long time. Like, yeah. I need to make sure I do that tonight. Because it's so hard having two, like, just juggling two schedules. And it's like, I can't leave the toddler awake because she's going to terrorize the baby. And then if the toddler's asleep, then that's the only time I have to do anything else. And then sometimes the baby wakes up. And so it's just, I don't know, it's just a juggle like there, it's so hard to carve time for yourself when you yeah. have two or yeah. more. <laughs> but one thing, one thing I have noticed, I just want to mention, if I can get myself to wake up before one of the babies, it makes a huge difference because I can get ready for the day with one child. I can get ready for the day with my toddler at my feet or with the newborn um, while the toddler's asleep and just getting dressed and like putting on mascara and brushing my hair and brushing my teeth and starting my day like that makes a huge difference in how I feel for the whole rest of the day. So that has been kind of my form of self-care or, you know, prioritizing myself um, mm -hmm. that I've kind of figured out over the last five weeks is I'm like, if I can get up and get myself ready for the day before before they start my day for me, then that mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Good. And that's something that like a lot of my clients and myself, right. Experience, especially in this, right. This period, like right after having a baby or even, you know, let's be honest, right. Even into <laughs> their older years, like getting, <laughs> getting yourself, uh, ready, right? It, it's like an impossible task. You know, when I first had a baby, I would cry <laughs> in the mornings when my husband would leave because I was like, I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I went from this totally, you know, working girl, you know, boss babe, going to grad school, you know, like <laughs> totally, totally independent, like, you know, doing all these things for myself. And I went to, I can't even get out of bed. <laughs> right. And so like, that's an adjustment that a lot of, you know, women feel like, how do you go from being totally free, right, totally free to doing things or whether if it's the transition to multiple children, like it was just easier, right before to mm -hmm. now, how do I ex accept that I can't do all those same things anymore? Mm -hmm. And so adjusting to things like that, you know, are all, uh, we kind of got away from the, the treatment part of it, but like that's, you know, even this conversation, right, is a form of, you know, treatment <laughs> with air quotes, you know, like mm -hmm. 
and for some people, right, it's more like it, if if therapy isn't working, like if that feeling I had when I first, you know, had my son of I I can't get out of bed, like if that persisted even until now, like to this day, that would be like, hey, we might have to explore, you know, some options for medication. And right, like not everyone is for that. And that's perfectly fine. But sometimes I think people jump the gun on that as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I hear clients all the time that come into me that, right, because the first person they went to was their primary care provider. And without even seeking out any sort of other resources, instantly, you know, put them on some antidepressant or anti-anxiety. And I'm like, whoa, like... <laughs> What about everything else before that? <laughs> but yeah, the the last thing, you know, as we kind of wrap up today that I want to talk about, right? It's just, right, the biggest thing is it's not delaying reaching out, right? The, the biggest thing I stress to people is whether or not you feel like you should talk to someone. Like it, it doesn't have to be, you know, as fancy as going to a therapist or a doctor, but finding a trustworthy person that you can confide in and, and talk about these things, mm-hmm. you know, with someone. That's the biggest factor, you know, in my professional opinion. And while I do have a professional opinion, right, a, a big part of a therapist's, uh, you know, work is that you also have a, a worldview. And, and of course, this podcast being, you know, more geared towards spirituality, like, you know, one factor to not cut out is, Hey, like leaning on, you know, your, your higher power as a, as a resource. I, I had an experience that, you know, during pregnancy that uh, reminded me of my lack of this in this area. (laughs) It was was during my, uh, during my baby shower and I was discussing with a coworker and I was just telling her like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I am stressed out. Like I am, I am in the middle of grad school. I am having my first baby. And right at the time that I was having my first baby, I uh, was starting my internship. So I am starting a job in school about to give birth. And I said, I can't do this. It, it is (laughs) going to be too hard. Like it's going to be too difficult. And she just simply said, well, have you prayed about it? And I just had this thought of, uh, no, in fact, in fact, right, like, I I couldn't tell you the last time I I prayed about anything, like, you know, I had truthfully let all that stress, you know, build up inside of me and really, you know, my anxieties that I had, I almost idolized them, right? Like I put those up on a on a pedestal and put all those worries I had and it kind of, you know, it it was a shock to my system, you know, mm-hmm. that comments so simple yet so powerful like hey, have you really exhausted all your resources or are are you not looking towards, you know, maybe the one that would be most helpful? and calm a lot of your your fears in this moment right like of that yeah and sometimes right like you know in this community right there is a you know kind of an extra element of hey sometimes you pray about it and the answer you know 
God's slapping you in the face saying, hey, you probably should go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like... There's, there's other people that believe out there and, and they can, you know, they're an instrument in my hands. And, yes. and awesome. so that, that would just be my final uh, parting words, I guess, of, of very youthful wisdom that I have. <laughs> well, I was also going to say, um, which I think we're going to, hopefully, if you will join us again, we're going to talk about partner support. And I think yes. that plays a lot into how you can talk to someone or um you know share the burden uh both mentally and physically with that partner mm-hmm. so um i i look forward to having another conversation with you about that yeah and that would yeah. be fabulous this has been so good i feel like i just sat in a college class of, and learned like a whole semester's worth of information on <laughs> well I hope you didn't fall asleep so <laughs> no no in a good way because at the beginning I was talking about how I miss my textbooks <laughs> I miss I miss learning so this this is actually good. been I'm really like fun. a walking textbook <laughs> and like my mom said we're definitely gonna gonna have you back to talk about some more notes and I think at the end of that episode we'll ask you our final question um so we'll keep oh, that, that we'll keep that a surprise for everybody for the next episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that will be to be continued. But yes. in the meantime, if someone is hearing this and they're saying, "Hey, that's great," but right, who do I reach out to? Like, yes. they can always, you know, like I said in the beginning, I I, I work for Breakthrough Therapy, and I, I also yes. have a you know, Instagram page that they can reach out to me. And that's at Lennon.JonesMFT. And then the website is just BreakthroughTherapyLLC.com. Super easy to remember. And so they can just hop on there and and look at my uh, profile, right? See if I'm as crazy as this podcast made me sound and and hopefully <laughs> someone heard it and said she sounds like a great fit for me <laughs> yes that awesome. would be awesome please reach out to Lennon um if you feel like yeah if you feel like you'd make a good connection and if you feel like she's someone who can help you out but thank you so much Lennon this has really been great thank you for sharing your time and all of your all of your knowledge and uh we'll see you next time see you next time Thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope you found inspiration for your own life. And hopefully we're as funny as we think we are. Find us on Instagram at The Motherful Podcast for updates on each episode.